I'd never met him when we lived in Malibu, though Malibu is a very small town, and I had heard all about him and his wife Robin and their seven kids. We went to the same Greek restaurant all the time, Taverna Tony's, where a couple of his kids worked. But we'd never run into each other, and one year we were rumored to be vying for the same dubious award, the Sour Apple Award, given by the Hollywood Women's Press Association to the biggest misogynistic fool of the year. I won, undeservedly so, I thought. Ironically, in a piece of typical Hollywood surrealism, we had the same publicist, Alan Nearob of Rogers and Cowan. I heard that Mel liked Alan as much as I did. Mel lived with his wife and family in Sarah Retreat in rocker Rick Springfield's former house, and I lived with my wife Naomi and our four sons in Point Doom, right across the street from Bob Dylan's house. Mel was known as the King of Malibu, and Los Angeles Magazine wrote an article about me calling me the King of Point Doom. For a while, I heard we had both thought about buying the big house atop the hill above Cross Creek Shopping Center called the Castle. We had both passed because we separately discovered that the castle was all false fronts. It was also directly on a fault line, obviously too Hollywood and too precarious for both of us. Sean Penn came over to dinner at our house in Point Doom one night and asked our son Joey, then six, if he surfed yet. Naomi and I freaked. We were both Midwesterners. She had grown up in rural central Ohio. I grew up on the streets of urban Cleveland. Surfing, our boys? You may not know where the Viper Room is, Sean said, but he will. We looked at each other when Sean left, and I said, Okay, we've had a lot of fun making these four boys. Now how are we going to raise them? We decided to raise them in the Midwest, where we had both been raised. We didn't want them running wild in Malibu. We didn't want them running wild anywhere. But if they had to run wild, and kids often do, we didn't want them running wild on the beach or around houses with false fronts and on fault lines. We found a house in rural, suburban Bainbridge Township, 30 miles from Cleveland. Less than six months after Sean had come to dinner in Point Doom, we were living in Cleveland. And less than a month after that, with movers' boxes still everywhere around the house, I was diagnosed with stage 3 throat cancer. And a little more than a month after my surgery, desperate, unable to speak, I found God. Or God found me. Part of the reason for the move was that we wanted to give our boys a sense of family. Naomi's whole large family was in Ohio, and the only family I had, my 94-year-old father, Ishtvan, was in Cleveland Heights, taken care of by private nurses I was employing. Istvan Esterhaas was the man I had loved most in my life. He was a Hungarian journalist and novelist who had supported me and encouraged me from the time I was a little boy. My mother was schizophrenic, a casualty of six years in Austrian refugee camps, who'd light up cigarettes in church and seal the electric outlets in our house so death rays from the Soviet Sputnik wouldn't reach us.
So it was my dad, always my dad, that I went to for anything I needed. And my dad taught me the basics. Judge a man by his character, he said, nothing else, not his skin color, not his race, not his religion. I learned the lesson well. I was called a greenhorn and a DP on the streets, and it gave me a natural sympathy for people who were called niggers and faggots and spicks and kikes.